0: Today on CityCast Boise, it's probably just the introvert in me, but it feels like there's way more festivals going on this summer, and it's tough to decide what's worth leaving my apartment AC for. That's why I'm talking with Marissa Lavelle. She's the person behind the From Boise newsletter. She's going to help us make the most of the rest of the season with five festivals to prioritize in our calendars. (laughs) It's Thursday, July 14th, 2022. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is CityCast Boise. Lisa, I am so glad to have you on uh, CityCast Boise. I feel like this is a long time in the making to have you come on the podcast. Uh, you're on the show to talk a little bit about some festivals that are coming up.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. I love talking about festivals.
0: And there are some great ones coming up. We're officially kind of in that like we're in the second half of summer coming up, which is wild. And it almost feels like things are, are not slowing down. They're like turning up, like things are getting busier. <laughs> Does it feel like that to you?
1: Definitely. When I put together the Thursday newsletter, I'm kind of like, oh my God, (laughs) like how, How how's all these things happening in just one weekend? But it's every week. It's like that. It's, that's why we love Boise though. There's no shortage of fun
0: things to do. Um, You know, you're following this closer than I am. You're following these events. You've been following it for more than a year now. So you might have good perspective on this. Is it busier this summer? Like, you know, I'm thinking about um, where we are with uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic and the fact that, um, you know, we're a few years into this, few summers in, and I think there's just like this pent up energy that people really wanted to get out and do these events that they weren't able to do, certainly that first summer, but even last summer a little bit. Does it feel like, or is it true that there maybe are even more events going on?
1: It seems like it. I would also say that like at the second half of last summer felt really busy because that's when everyone postponed to. So mm, there was like, there was like yeah. 25 things happening every weekend in September last year, it seemed like. But with that said, it's people also, you know, are either starting up again or postponed to this year. So yes, it does seem like it does seem busier, but it also somewhat feels like normal again. Like the summer always feels very busy and full of energy here, but yes, if it's, it's busy, there is, theres truly something to do every, every night of the week. <laughs> <These> yes,
0: <Yeah, days. laughs> there is. I mean, for someone like me, who's like more on the introvert scale, it's like too much <laughs> Boise, but I love it all though. I love it. Um, and it is fun to really pick out like what, what are the highlights? So, uh, that's where we're, we're well, that's why we're having you on the show. So, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's get into it with that preamble done. What is your first pick, uh, for kind of finishing out the second half of summer?
1: Yes. Okay. So the first festival of the five festivals um, would be San Anasio Festival, which is happening on Friday, July 29th through Monday, August 1st. And this is an annual Basque festival. People from all over the world come to attend, but it is not to be confused with Hayaldi, which is also a Basque festival that people from all over the world come to. But Hialdi happens every five years and it's not happening again until 2025. So, San Anasio is an annual festival. Um, it's happening primarily on the Basque block, and it actually starts on Friday, July 29th at 5 p.m. That's friends and family night, so you can go down there for traditional Basque food, drinks, cali Croquetas, um, yes, 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 all yes all yeah. Other fun things. And also, <laughs> yep. they're gonna be playing uh, traditional Basque games down there on Friday night. Fun. So that will be really fun. And then on Saturday, Saturday's a full day, starts at 10 a.m. with, some local Basque musicians and dance groups performing on the Basque block. Um, that goes quite literally all day. And for the first time, it's continuing through Monday. And there will be some dancing events in uh, Jean Harris Banshell. In
0: Julia Davis, okay.
1: Yes, yep. Okay, what, what next? We're okay. end of July, yep. now we're in August. Yep, next up is the Boise Soul Food Festival. And that's happening on Saturday, August 13th from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Julia Davis Park. And so also we're doing a From Boise story on the Soul Food Fest that will come out the first week of August, um, Tuesday, August 2nd. But I won't tell you everything. Yeah, you got to keep some of that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) a little tease though, Marissa. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yeah. So the Soul Food Festival, um, there was actually an event that ran for like 20 years called the Soul Food Extravaganza. And, um, when that went a little, when that kind of went dormant, they picked this back up in 2018 and rebranded it as the Boise soul food festival. And, um, it was really a heavy lift to get it back up and going. Um, as far as, you know, just organizing it, but the turnout that year, they were expecting like 300 people and it ended up being like 3000 people that came to this, this revamp in 2018. And since then it's just grown and grown and grown. Um, but as the name suggests. The festival is focused on soul food, but as um, Trish and Sherry, the organizers, told me that it's not just soul food that you're thinking of, which is there is that type of soul food, but it's really about um, a festival that. Feeds your soul. It's it's the people, it's the culture, it's the music, it's the dance, it's the food, and it's really just about bringing the community together. Um, Their larger purpose is to celebrate and educate the Greater Treasure Valley region about African American culture in order to enhance and nurture racial understanding and harmony within our community. So it's it's really beautiful. I know it's really beautiful and. I mean, it's just a really good time like it. There's a lot of happiness. Obviously, there's like a ton of food. They have over 70 vendors this year. Um, there's dancing. There's live music. They'll have some different like workshops and all, all kinds of things. So the 2022 details are forthcoming. Um, you can check their website and you can also read our story on August 2nd and I will have
0: all the details. I also noticed on their website that they need volunteers,
1: yes. right? Yep. Yeah, they still need volunteers. So um, If you would like to volunteer and just be part of a really cool event that's happening downtown, um, yeah, you can, you can sign up there. It will be a really good time. It's free. It's all ages. They also told me, um, to bring a cooler. They were like, bring a chair, bring a blanket, bring a cooler, because there's going to be more food that you want to try than you can. So bring a cooler, bring your containers and you can take things home, which I was like, that is a fabulous idea. I'm definitely doing that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Bring some reusable containers, and oh, that's so smart. Perfect. Okay, so I've eaten some food at a couple festivals. Uh, then, then maybe I need to exercise a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> just at little. the end of August. Yeah, what's going <laughs> yes, on? Then? At the
1: end of August is seriously one of my favorite Boise festivals. It's Boise Goathead Festival, and um, this is happening on Saturday, August twenty seventh, all day on Saturday, and it's in Cecil D'Andres Park. So the park in front of the Capitol Building, and in short, Go Ahead Fest is a cycling festival. As the festival puts it, it's a pedal-powered, wonderfully weird, bonafide Boise festival. Say
0: that fast. <laughs> Try five saying times that five fast. times fast. Yep.
1: <laughs> I dare you. Um, but if you have lived in Boise for a while, you might remember Tour de Fat, which yes. was... Crazy. It was crazy. It was, like, it was like a cycling circus, honestly. It was it was wild. And but that was a festival that a cycling festival that was put on by New Belgium Brewing. And their goal really was to promote and create stronger cycling cultures in mid sized cities. And so in two thousand seventeen they decided that Boise didn't need Tour de Fat anymore. Mm. Um, it mm-hmm. was, it was in a way, it was sad, but in a bigger way, it was like a huge success. You know, Boise right. had fostered this cycling culture and had a really strong community, and they just felt like Boise didn't need Tour de Fat anymore. So, New Belgium actually gave Boise Bicycle Project a grant. start their own festival which was Goathead Festival in 2018.
0: It's a really good reminder though Marissa of how this came to be because I think some people you know weren't here when Tour de Fat existed and don't realize that really the reason why Goathead Fest exists is because Boise's cycling and bike culture is so strong and they were able to kind of take what Tour de Fat was and really create this new very homegrown uh, festival, which is named after uh, the goat head, which we'll have to talk about why why it's named after that.
1: Yes. So if you don't know what a goat head is, walk around barefoot this summer and you will eventually or bike around and you will. Um, but it is a weed. It's an extremely invasive species. It's super hard to get rid of. But if you go to Boise Goatheads uh, Fest website they actually have a really amazing and hilarious explainer video on what a goat head is what it looks like and how to get rid of it so a huge part of a goat head fest is in the month and a half leading up to the festival we pick goat heads um you can go around just like your neighborhood i guarantee you have some some somewhere in your yard Um, or around your neighborhood. Boise Bicycle Project also um, operates these kind of like group picks, so you can go pick with them. And then you bring them down to North End Organic Nursery to be weighed and disposed of. Um, And last year, they passed a record of 11,000 pounds of goat heads picked, which is so many. (laughs) (laughs) So many. There's so (laughs) many, and they're everywhere around here. Um, You can also, you know, just like if you see them, throw them away. Do not throw goat heads in your compost bin because we are like, like we want them to be gone. Um, and then the main festival is all day. And it usually starts with a bike parade, which is wild also. Um, costumes are highly encouraged. Oh, I love, yes. It's like a great reason to dig out your costume box. If you're Halloween obsessed like me, you have a costume box. <laughs> if not, you can start one for Go Ahead Fest. Yeah. Um, and my other, like, they just have, you know, like, food, drinks. They have a really cool, like, bicycle powered stage that they have operating there that live music's on right
0: yeah and it's just it's a great time to just see Boise's freak flag Mm -hmm. flying like fully you know where it's like uh lots of artistic folks, lots of people who, um, you know, love to cycle and really care about that. And for all kinds of reasons why, why you should bike in Boise. Um, but you know, that's a really good opportunity and it's family friendly. Um, super
1: it's free. It's like, yeah, it's
0: super, it's really fun. And
1: that park's also like really nice and shady. So it's not too hot. And it's one of my favorite festivals that happen. It's so fun.
0: Okay. And then So that's like kind of end of August, kind of that tail end right before like Labor Day and kind of when we think about summer ending. But in Boise, the summer weather continues and kind of the summer vibes continue a little bit sometimes. So tell us about something that's happening in mid-September that is definitely a festival. It's got a little slightly different angle than the other ones we've talked about so far.
1: Yep. So my next one is the 13 Stories Film Fest, and this is happening Friday, September 16th through Saturday, September 17th. And it's a collab between the Old Pen and I-48 Film Fest, which is a group that puts on some other film festivals um, throughout the year. But for the 13 Stories Film Fest, it's all Idaho filmmakers... 13 filmmaker teams and they create short films like four to seven minutes inspired by true stories from the old Idaho state pen and the people who live there. Um, So what's really cool actually is filmmakers are shooting right now and they shoot on location at the old pen. Um, so they'll be shooting. They started on June 1st filming there and they are going to be filming through the end of August. Then they turn in their, their films and those are broken into three different screenings. The first one happens on Thursday, September 15th. It's more of a private screening for the filmmaker teams and their families. Okay. Um, but they actually get awards. Some of the teams get awarded cash prizes, which is really cool. Um, and then the second and third nights, which is Friday and Saturday, September 16th and 17th, those are the public screenings. So they have like food trucks, they have some concessions and no host bar, and they screen all 13 films in one sitting.
0: We're headed toward the end of September. The weather's still nice um, and, you know. We had an experience last September at the end of the month that was TreeFort Music Fest because it was postponed from 2020. Last late September was the kind of makeup uh, event. And I know, Marissa, of course, as much as you're involved with From Boise and you're behind From Boise, you're also involved with TreeFort and with Duck Club, the company that um, puts it together. So what about last September has now influenced something that's going to happen this September. Yes. So in addition to From Boise, I also work at Duck Club.
1: And we heard that people really wanted to have Treefort in September. They liked having it in the warm weather, even though March was also very warm. But people really seem to like having a fall festival. And so while we are not going to have Treefort in September every year... We decided to start a new festival, so Flipside Fest. <laughs> yes, exactly. We just can't stop. But Flipside Fest is going to be happening on Friday, September 23rd through Sunday, September 25th. And this is a neighborhood music and mural festival happening in Garden City, specifically in the Cyril Mitchell of Work Create District. So that's going to be on like the north side of Chinden kind of around like 32nd 33rd 34th by push and pour the wave um it's in that neighborhood there um it will have 50 bands mostly local some touring that lineup is going to be announced on august 2nd there'll be 10 stages unless we add more which is We might, we have a way of doing that. Yeah. You guys can't help yourselves, can you? Just add more. Yeah. Yeah. It actually ends up being 50 vans. I bet it will be over, but we'll have 10 (laughs) stages like push and pour visual arts collective, barbarian brewing, Searle's place, the sandbar, Root Zero Waste Market, um, and, and more. And then the other cool thing that's happening here is that we'll have some local artists be doing, uh, live murals through the Garden okay. City Placemaking Fund mm-hmm. and that fund, we can link to it, but it's an initiative to create more opportunities for creative placemaking in Garden City, which if you don't know about creative placemaking, um, it's a very interesting concept and um, especially for Garden City and so I encourage you to look into that
0: okay tell me first off how did you guys come up with the name for flip because I think it's I think it's brilliant but I want to hear more about where this idea came from
1: you know the first tree fort it, it mostly takes place in the linen district which when treefort started you know 11 years ago wasn't a very active neighborhood in it and it right. um, it did a lot to activate that neighborhood so much so that we have to move the main stage now because it's a lot is happening there, um, but we saw that there that could be a cool opportunity for Garden City, um, especially you know Garden City has a long history of a lot of different things, and one of those is being a, a very artistic place and a place where artists have lived and kept studios and yes. a lot of the vibrancy that you know, has contributed to now some pretty intense development is based off of that creative energy. And right. so, um, Tree Fort wanted to, you know, be a part of that and, and really give people the opportunity to do some immersive on foot exploration, because there's a lot of really cool stuff in that area of garden city. And I think that, you know, most people don't really realize where things are and how close they are to each other or even what exists down there. But walking around, it's it's a pretty clear indication of the gentrification that's happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it will give people an opportunity to, you know, just look around and really see what's happening in our city and how that feels for them and yeah. where they think uh, creativity and art and music and murals and, you know, community exists within
0: that story. So, I think it's great that you mentioned the gentrification piece because it's absolutely a part of Garden City's story. Um, I mean, we know that in Garden City, those homes, if you pull it up on Zillow, I mean, they're they're million dollar homes uh, along the river, certainly. So this is just a really fascinating idea. And uh, yeah, I think especially around Searle Mitchell's story, um, an artist who had her studio in Garden City for years and um, sadly passed away. but now there's this wonderful artist in residency that's been there for a long time now. Um, mm-hmm. 10 years, gosh, that's crazy. It's been, t- that's, that's wild. It's been that long and how, how valuable that, uh, that in particular, that location and kind of being like the starting point for a lot of the artist artistic, you know, endeavors that we've seen gone go on in the last decade, along with like the vac. Right. Um, which I'm pretty sure actually the Visual Arts Collective started in in the Linen District. Uh, So that's another connection going from downtown Boise to Garden City. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would add about flip side is that um, there's a lot of local bands that have sprung up in the last few years that are really, really, really good. It's like young bands too. Um, so a lot of those will be on the lineup. It's a really cool way to, I think, just explore a new part of your city, maybe explore some new parts of Garden City um, that you
0: haven't been to and see some great local music. All right, Marissa. Well, my calendar is definitely full now. Thank you so much (laughs) for all these great recommendations. I can't wait to have you back on the show again soon. And we'll be sure to link to the From Boise newsletter and our uh, show notes. Awesome. Thank
1: you so much for having me. See you guys at the festivals.
0: And don't shoot the messenger, but COVID-19 is still a problem in Boise, y'all. With a new and sneakier variant going around, we're officially in yikes territory with community spread. If it feels like everyone around you is getting sick, it's probably because they are. So before you head out to your next summer festival, please mask up indoors and choose distance outdoor activities wherever you can. That's it for today here on CityCast Boise. The show is produced by Evelyn Avitia and Jennifer Jarrett. Our newsletter writer is Blake Hunter and I'm Frankie Barnhill, host and lead producer of the show. Our music is by Up Is The Down Is The. Know someone who might like the show? Please tell them about us. We're trying to grow this baby podcast, but we need your help. We'll be back Tuesday with more Boise stories. See you then.